0: Welcome to The Spill Podcast. We know you're obsessed with creating your own success in your own way, and you know you've got more. More to earn, more to experience, more to create, and more to give. And you're right. You just need to know some of the pieces and the moves to make. The conversations are real, honest, funny, and hopefully valuable, away from the filters, the reels, and having to have the perfect script. We believe in opening the door for the next woman, Helping guide you with conversations and exceptional guest speakers, spilling truths, tools, and guidance to help you expand your own expression of success. And knowing that when you do, that's when the good stuff the world needs more of happens. Laughs and explicit language are almost always guaranteed. Let's spill.
1: Welcome, ladies. Thank you for tuning in. don't know where you're tuning in from. You might be going on a walk. You might be having a wine, preferably. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you're at work and you're bored and this just makes more sense to listen (laughs) into this. So welcome wherever you are. Um, Ladies, we have a treat for you today. We are chatting with the incredible Emily Pike. Uh, and I hope that I have pronounced your name correctly, Emily. Um, and I just want to share a little bit about Emily so you can get to know who we have on the call, get your notepad ready um, or drink more wine. I think you'll absorb information better that way and we will get into it. So ladies, Emily is the co-founder and owner of Bear Thrills. So please look these guys up. You have a beautiful website. I'm just going to say that on a side note, Emily. Um, but Bear Thrills is an active wear range made from recycled materials and Emily Emily is a really driven and motivated entrepreneur who has always found excitement in innovation, opportunity and the spice of life. So Bear Thrills has not long been launched and already has been featured in Startup to Follow, Style Magazine, named as Australia's top 14 lingerie brands and Beam Magazine. And just to understand a little bit more about Emily, she left year 12 with very little interest to attend university. Uh, And instead, she worked many different sales jobs out of school, hitting high KPIs, developing her networking and people skills along the way. So it was quite often that Emily found herself getting restless if she wasn't growing or developing. And this is where Emily found her thirst for entrepreneurship. So an opportunity for Emily to create and innovate whilst learning and experiencing new skills. Emily is currently living in New Zealand temporarily with her beautiful fiancé Liz, their dog Merlo and cat Moi, which I love. Is now quit, yeah, I know oh, what you're going to ask. Is it Moet or Moe? Well, Moe or Moet? So I think I used to say Moi. Oh, clearly I still do. Yeah, well, but clearly. that's the Bogan way apparently. So it's Moet
2: correct emily uh yes yes the classy people say Moet, but uh yes. we call her Moi, or when she's in trouble moana oh beautiful i love that
1: The classy ones say Moet, and we
2: say moe uh <laughs> give me a glass yes and we the kath and kim's the kath and kim say Moi. Yeah,
1: we're gonna step it up i've already learned something this morning oh my god we're gonna end the recording <laughs> Get done. Mm. everyone take notes yeah. Okay, so we're going to get to know Emily a little bit more. Um, so we're going to dive into what we love to do, which is our rapid-fire questions. So five quick questions, Emily, just so the ladies can get to know you a little bit better. So I'm
0: going to kick it over to you, then. Okay, Emily, the first question we have is, what is the best piece of advice you've been given in the last past year?
2: Uh, in the last past year is probably something that my partner and I often we, we kind of keep telling ourselves again and again is, Remember the reason why you're doing it in the first place. So uh, times have been tough for a lot of people over the last few years um, with with COVID, with, with many things, inflation. Um, so when things aren't going the way they're supposed to, remember why you're doing it in the first place. So re- if you you've, you've put together that plan or if you have an idea of why you started or what your endpoint looks like, just keep that in mind and that will keep you motivated. I love that.
1: Just always anchoring back to what's important. Yeah, really cool. Absolutely. Okay, next one. What book are you reading at the moment or maybe your favorite book to share with the
2: ladies? Uh, The one I'm reading at the moment and I can't comment much on it because I'm only about a chapter in, is um, The Lean Startup. Uh, So it's a book that was recommended by an entrepreneur, uh, one that I I really like to follow, who owns the Audi, um, Davey Fogarty. And he's highly recommended that book. And I, I always like to, take things off the advice of others um, because they've read it they recommend it so it must be good and I I like what they do so I'm going to you know follow in their footsteps and uh, so yeah The Lean Startup that's what I'm reading at the moment but other than that it's usually uh, trading books or mostly books on being an entrepreneur I actually don't read that much I'm really trying to get into it (laughs)
1: Yeah, awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna take your um, notes there and get that book myself. So thank you.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, what has been your favorite age lived so far? Now I know you are very young still, but what is your favorite age from like now until 21? Because that's how young you are.
2: <laughs> young? <laughs> oh, I just hit my 30s. I'm already feeling my back. <laughs> um, no, I. <laughs> Um, I, I reckon I, I learnt the most towards my late 20s. So that's where I really kind of grew into myself. Uh, so I'm going to say the age of 27 to 28 was where I've had the biggest kind of growth uh, moments of my life. Uh, the most fun I had uh, and fun t- meaning like partying, uh, travelling the world was towards my mid-20s. But to me, like the all-rounder would be around about the age of Twenty
1: seven, twenty eight. Yeah, special age, I think, across the board. Um, okay, Emily, what Me. is your go to karaoke song?
2: Um, it is tequila. So you know the one that's only got the word tequila in it. So you Excellent. make people sit there, you bob along. I uh, got tequila. Oh yeah, you know, that's about four And there's and like you only have to sing that. three words. <laughs> You do. Okay. Yeah, It's a massive build-up. I suggest that next time you're doing it. <laughs> next time you're doing karaoke. Really like okay.
1: you. I will be doing the first song and you can. Oh, I'm going to do you that do it
0: together. Uh,
1: this <laughs> is brilliant, Emily. I've got <laughs> everything I need from this, this chat.
0: Um, now, Emily, this is a really important question and I think a lot of people that will be listening might answer the same question. The answer here. So do you have your own Netflix account or do you someone else's? <laughs>
2: Um, a special shout out to Kelly Burrows, my mum, uh, who sponsors me her Netflix account (laughs) Uh, and my Netflix account on it, which she uses every day is just under big sexy. Oh, thanks Kel.
0: And I'll also give a shout out to Joe, Joe Miles' mum, you know, my number one fan. Thank you very much too. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay. Now we've had a little bit of fun. We've got to know a little bit about you um I would love to know now Emily what a bit more about your background so what has brought you to where you are right now
2: all right so uh a little bit about me all summed up uh, my name is Emily Kirsten Pike not many people know my middle name so write that down you may never hear that ever again um I'm 30 years old I'm an Aries and apparently I'm a protagonist personality type which is from a quiz that I did three days ago yes. so it's a little more insight to who I am. <laughs> um, so as, as mentioned by the dream team Nick and Beck um, I am a co-founder along with my beautiful fiancé Liz uh, to Bear Thrill's workout underwear range uh, made from recycled materials which we launched in March. So I grew up in Tasmania. Um, I went I grew up in Hobart Uh, I was a prefect in high school, I did Air Force cadets, played soccer, uh, was state champion endurance rider with horses. So I really enjoyed being active, Um, I actually started working at a really young age, I started working when I was about 14 at Wendy's. Um, And then I moved on to Pizza Hut or You Can Eat, Um, that job is the reason why I can't handle food and water being mixed together, it makes me sick um so i did a little bit of delivery driving a little bit of working in the cafe at pizza hut um but from there i actually really found out that i i love my independence mm. so i worked at such a young age and then i just kept working all the way through it there was really no point where i didn't have a job when i was younger i was just changing in between jobs trialing um so i I finished school year 12 and I I love school. Uh, It's not because I enjoy sitting in a classroom and learning from like the structured school curriculum. It's because I enjoyed being around my friends. I enjoyed um, just being around like a different type of energy environment every single day. I went to a school called Ogilvy High School, uh, which was about 2000 females. It's a public school Uh, and it was awesome. Like I, I loved every moment of it. Um, So then when I left year 12, I wasn't really interested in university. I don't think that my school results would have let me go to university. Um, My dad reminded me of that a few times. Um, But I felt as though like I was kind of taking the wrong path in life because my friends were all going to uni straight out of school. And it felt like they had their shit together and I didn't because I actually got a job straight out of year 12, my first full-time job at uh, Harvey Norman. Would you believe it? Hardly normal. Um, so I like, I was worried that I wasn't kind of doing this adulting thing right. You know, it's I'm 18, I'm leaving school, it's time that I make serious choices and then I just went straight into somewhat the, the workforce, a full-time job. So I was like, why don't I have my direction and at least the next three to four years planned out like my mates? So I still, with all that kind of doubt, still did not want to go to university it's kind of like nothing in the world could have made me want to go to school again and and, and actually have to pass my exams and write assignments um, so 12 months into that position at harvey norman i actually became a top salesperson because uh, i really enjoyed networking i really enjoyed talking to people and i actually really enjoy a challenge so if it's like sell this many i'll go above and beyond and sell more um, So then my best friend at the time and I took the big step and we left Tasmania and we moved to Melbourne. Uh, We did this because we wanted like a big change. We wanted to kind of, we were both getting quite restless and bored at Harvey Norman. It was same shit every day. Um, And to me, I get really restless. I I can't just sit there and let life happen kind of to me. It has to happen for me. Uh, So we moved. Um, But I didn't move with a plan. I just moved with a house to to move into and I think maybe two weeks rent up my sleeve. Uh, So I was never very good with money also. Um, So I found a job at Open Universities Australia as a student advisor. And again, this was another sales uh, position. And so I only spent a few months in that job at about nine months. uh, And I got to the top of the leaderboard again, the sales board. Uh, and this one was really cool because I was actually in the office so you could see who was at the top and you'd go up and you'd put your sales up in front of everyone. And to me, that that was my drive. That was my motivation. It wasn't the commission. It was just to be the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and But then I started to feel, I was only a few months into that job and I started to feel a bit like the same as Harvey Norman, like directionless, unmotivated. Um, I didn't really have a purpose. Like I was like, why am I getting up every day to come to this job that I'm starting to lose that drive for. Uh, so the excitement for my new city, the big change and my new job, just was starting, the excitement for that was starting to kind of die off a little bit. Uh, so then I made the move into the job that I have now, which isn't sales, thank goodness. Uh, it was a bit of a dog eat dog world towards the end and, and I, I don't really like that part of it, like uh, I like the competition but not at the expense of other people. Uh, So in the role that I'm in now, I've been lucky enough to spend a lot of time traveling the world, uh, which I'm currently living overseas for two years in New Zealand with my partner of four years, who, as mentioned before, recently became my fiance. Um, And I would say that in the past few years, I've really started to kind of grow into myself and I've begun like creating this person that I'm super proud of. So along the way, there's been many moments of like self-discovery, the trial and error, or even like moments of like, oh my god, did I just make this happen with absolutely no experience in the area, uh, absolutely no courses, and I've just watched a few YouTube videos on it. Like it's it's that moment of oh my god, I'm I'm almost unstoppable, or I am unstoppable. Um, so. And that's where I am today. So I'm just here, an eager entrepreneur, spending an afternoon chatting with two other queens.
0: Uh, Emily, first of all, shout out to Wendy's with their Flake Shake. Yes. (laughs) Second of all, shout out to school going to be there for your friends and tuck shop. That was an important part. That was <laughs> those brown paper bags. I woke, up, I woke up for Tuck Shop. Tuck Shop was Tuck Shop put me out of
2: bed. $2, $2, car- $2 caramel slices. Oh, yeah. And it's <laughs>
0: it, the little, like, pockets and pockets. The- yeah. Some sausage <laughs> <laughs> And third of all, shout out for your score at, at the end of high school, not being able to land you a I, I put my hand up. I'm in the same boat there. Um, it's the first time a score should not it's actually it's actually you don't actually a number should not have to define you that's that's what i got out of just listening to you because there are a lot of people that would have just stopped and thought well i can't do anything and what you've done is you've actually gone on to thrive in every situation you've put yourself in so kudos to you yeah and i think
2: as well thanks girls thank you
1: it's funny because i think when you would have been at that age which it's Hearing your story the similarities between us, we need to go have a wine probably next week and talk more because <laughs> I'm like, just talk about our life. Um, you know, neither of us went to university either, but I remember being at that age when you're younger, you can be like, well, my path is different, so therefore is it wrong? Whereas you don't, you don't realise the distinction between different isn't wrong. It's simply different. And mm-hmm. at a young age to you start trusting your gut, you knew you, that was not your path. You actually knew, but just being young without the experience, sometimes we can call that wrong. Um, and I love that because you've just like your experience in all these jobs. It's just like it's it's really cool because you actually advanced yourself in a way, because you're building like these bricks of experience, like this job, this job, changing path, making a decision, working it out, seeing what's next. And I love that you just um you had the, the ability to surprise yourself.
2: Which I think is really Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I think that, um. so if I if I take my, my partner, for instance, she never knew what she wanted to do, but she started studying at the age of 29 when she finally figured out what she's truly passionate about, which yeah. is, you know, naturopathy. So, and that's also okay for people that are, we're all on our own path and we're all on our own journey, but it just, because everyone around you is doing the same thing, you feel like you're doing the wrong thing and you're taking mm-hmm. the wrong steps.
1: Absolutely. Really, really important to kind of, Just understand that as well. So I want to, I want to ask, you mentioned it uh, before around the money side. You said, Oh, it just wasn't good with money. And I know that you'd also said um, when we spoke, you said you've realized at some point along the journey that you're not doing anything smart with your money. So I want to dive into that because I don't know, I I think uh, Mm -hmm. any woman, if you're listening into this, there's going to be a time in your life where that hits you and it might be early on in your days because life will hit, certain things will happen, and it will make you realise that maybe you haven't come to the table to understand what's going on with your money, what are you doing with your money, what can you do with your money. Um, and I just want to hear your experience. Did did something make you realise that? Um, who was around you that maybe helped you? understand hey maybe you should do things a little bit differently like just tell us about that experience because mm-hmm. I know that you're you you know you, you do trading you read books all about this now like that's your path so what was it for you were you like I'm not doing anything smart with my money
2: yeah so it was really so throughout my mid-20s I, I didn't have any savings um and I had a few but I, I know that a lot of my friends actually ha- had this as well in their early 20s, a few really silly high interest loans for things that I didn't need. Mm. Uh, so my little convertible that I had when I was 18, um, a personal loan. Um, so I discovered at like quite a young age that the banks would lend me any amount of money uh, with the minimum repayments that weren't too much per fortnight. And... Um, but little did I understand about high interest rates and what that meant. And the longer you have the loan, yes, the smaller the minimum repayments, but the more you're actually paying back over the years. Um, so, you know, that, that's all part of that learning curve. The paycheck to paycheck was quite normal in the circle of friends and discussions about finances and future plans rarely, rarely happened. Mm. Um, so it was never really thought on my mind at all. Um, so I was young and I was just having fun and that was at the top of my priority list. It was just to live paycheck to paycheck, rent was paid, my minimum repayments were paid because they came out before anything else did and then whatever was left over, um, I'd probably, you know, have a weekend with my friends or it never really went to anything that was building my future. Um, but my So my moment of self-realisation was when I returned from a few months away at work uh, with a little bit more cash than what I usually had because I wasn't at home, so I wasn't able to spend my my paychecks on the usual silly things that I did. Um, And I paid off some loans and I I felt really accomplished by that and and I was really proud of myself. Um, But then I found myself falling back into those old spending habits because I was still in the same environment at home with no change to my mindset at all So I had done this great thing, but then I got back into those old habits and back to the old paycheck-to-paycheck kind of living. Uh, And this was when I started to get a little bit upset at myself because I'm a driven, motivated young lass, uh, but I didn't have direction or reason reason to save. Like I I didn't have – I didn't want to own a house. I didn't want to – like, I don't know, that – Figuring my bank account didn't mean as much to me as what it did to other people. Maybe I didn't really have the right respect for money. Uh, So I took a few days off work because this was a a thing that had kind of gotten to me and I was just like, right, I'm going to do something about this. So I took a few days off work and I went to a seminar, a random seminar held in Sydney by Harry Dent. And it was about the housing market, the bubbles in the housing market, um, his research on the housing market based off the GFC, based off anyway. Uh, they had a lot of guest speakers there and they were guest speakers on random topics. Um, and the one that caught my attention was a forex trading, um, like part of the seminar. Uh, so that, the market for trading currencies. Uh, I was really super excited and I could see myself learning this new skill and I was like really intrigued in what he was saying. And then after the speaker was done, I went up to sign up for the course and they just said, oh, yep, so it's like $7,000 or $8,000. And I'm like, mate, I have $20 in my bank account. I can't sign up to this. I'm sorry. And I actually I I felt myself getting a bit teary again. Like I was so disappointed in my situation. And his response was like, that's all right, we do payment plans. And then he like persisted to do the hard sell on me like Just, just what they're trained to do. He probably gets a commission from everyone that signs up. And in my head, I'm like, wait, hold up. Because usually I'm just like, yep, yeah, all right, I'll sign up. I'll make the money back. I'll learn how to do it. I'll be a millionaire. I'll buy a boat and sail off awesome into <laughs> the sunset. But I was just like, hold your horses. You've just gotten yourself free from owing the banks and these institutions' money. And you're just about to do it all over again with this kind of idea in your head. And I, I just, I'm so like reactive. I'm just so quick to jump it. Like opportunity, yes, always, but it doesn't always end up in my favor. And I, I, I've started to learn that just to take that step back. Um, so I actually left that seminar with a little bit more direction because I had interest in, like, I found something I was really excited about, but I was also feeling a little bit down about like, my situation and what I'd gotten myself into. Uh, And my partner actually probably remembers this because I called her and I was so excited about the seminar, I was telling her all about it, but then I got real down on myself about, like, that situation again. Uh, So it was actually that exact moment that I decided to save up some money. Actually, I found my own coaches that uh, aligned with exactly what I needed um, to learn to invest or what I was interested in, someone that actually was a bit more personable, one-on-one instead of just a template course that taught everyone kind of like, they're they're fine as well, but that's not how I I learn best. I need to ask questions. And um, so I got a coach, I learnt to invest in them, which later on led me to my trading coach, which then later on led me to building my businesses. And I think that that was definitely one of the best decisions that I ever made. Um, If you don't know how to do something, find someone who does. Mm -hmm.
1: That's so true, isn't it? And I love, um, I just want to, I think there's so much in what you said then, Emily, because I mean, whoever's listening, you know, you've either had the moments, I think they continue to come because, you know, we always say another level, another devil, Um, but it's either going to be for you It was a moment where it's like, I really want this and you felt the pinch that you can't have it. So it's either going to be like, we're in this position where it's like, I want to do this. I desire to do this. And you realize, no, I'm not in the position to, or it's going to be an oh shit moment. Like shit's going to hit the fan. Something in life will happen. And we realize, oh my God, I am not in the position to handle this. And either way, whether it's you wanting to move towards something or wanting to move away from a bad situation, it's so important as women, as anyone really, to be able to have a handle on where we're at and get ourselves in a position to be able to say yes when we need to say yes and move out of situations that we don't want to be in when we need to as well. Um, And I love that because I think the, the biggest thing that I took away from you then, Emily, was you had gotten really clear on actually what's important to you. You you had had experiences where you go, that's what I don't want and this is what I do want. Mm. So that's important. But then you went back to an environment which mirrored what you don't want. And it just shows, like, the strength of your environment, you can't outrun it. Like, your results cannot outrun your environment, which is who you're listening to, what you're absorbing, who you're around, what is normalised, because everything will settle at the normalised level, right, the average level. So I love that, and I think it's you know take stock of where you're at if you're listening into this. Work out what you do want, work out what you don't want, and then is your does your environment actually match what you say you desire? Because if it doesn't, I think it's gonna you can't you can't get there. You can't fill that gap. You need to be changing what you're learning, who you're listening to, who you're hanging around, um, and what their normal is as well, which will affect yours at the end of the day.
0: So I love that. And yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll I'll just follow on what Nick said there. Um, Obviously, before you mentioned that you're a very driven, motivated young lass. And after you said that and then listening to you speak then, I just even love the way that you, whether you're joking when you say that or whether you're not, I truly believe that. And it's so inspiring having this conversation with you today. And I want to ask because... I, we just believe that you can't do shit alone in this world. If you want to succeed, you have to pay someone, you have to be around good people, you have to invest in, in whatever it is that you want to do. And I, I'm listening to you going, what I want to know, actually, what was it that made you realize you need to go and find a coach or pay a coach or invest? Was it something that triggered you thinking, I need to go and learn something from someone? Or did someone tell you to go and get a coach?
2: Um, so I, th- I think because, it, it, as you girls said, like it's it's pretty much if, if you don't know how to do something, like it's there's like you, you need to get grow in life because people have experiences and they're able to teach you what they know, and then you know you can go on and grow from there, and and they can show you. I, I'm I learn best by being shown, uh, and I learn best by doing, which is why I jump into things feet first constantly. Um, so. The, co- the coaches that I had I, I figured out what I wanted to do and then I figured out who I would need to get me there and they had to align with me like there are so many courses out there I, th- I feel like it's the new thing now that everyone's creating a
1: course everyone's a
2: coach um, and, and some are really a everyone's a coach everyone's they are well everyone everyone comes with their own life experiences and I, I completely understand that um, but there's so much information out there and it, it gets really daunting for people who have no idea like just say for instance you wanted to get into cryptocurrency and investing or trading. If you type in cryptocurrency on the internet, like holy shit, you will just be flooded with information or even cryptocurrency courses, and you're like, Well, what's right and what's wrong? Like, what's just someone trying to tell me that their way is the best way? And it's just to make a, a pump and dump, for instance. So like get in on the pumps and then quickly get out with a message. Um And that's like quite a volatile market. So you'd want to make sure that you, what you're doing is, um, you know, you're diverse across uh, the diversity across the market, your risk management, like all all these types of factors. It's not just about putting your money in and hoping for the best. So uh, for me, like I wanted to learn how to do things right the first time because I was, I'm definitely about putting my money into someone that's going to teach me how to do better with my money or how to, become a better version of myself. So I have, uh, my first coach was an investment coach, um, Miss Wealthy, and she was great. And Simone led me on to her trading coach. Uh, He's a systematic trader, Adrian from Enlightened Stock Trading and he is amazing. Like systematic trading is perfect for me. I had no idea what it was. Um, There is, like it's, it's structured, it requires discipline and it doesn't require emotional training you know there's a a lot of risk management that goes into it and and that worked best for me and he actually just sent me a book today high performance habits like how many mentors do you have like after a course that have so much to do with you like continuing on helping you along the way and then he sent me a book all the way to New Zealand because it's his book that he's learned so much from from his mentor um like that's what a legend um so sorry (laughs) away. Um, but before that, I'd never thought about coaching or mentoring. Uh, I, it never occurred to me to find someone who knew their shit and then getting, me, getting them to teach me how to be a more confident within myself or my money or whatever it is that I was on the search for. So actually, as of most recent, so they're my uh, first two coaches. And then as of most recent, because I've just enjoyed the growth experience and, and learning so much, uh, I actually had a life coach. Uh, so they're a bit more of a holistic view. I, I think most people listening would have had a, a life coach or knew what a life coach was. Um, I have a business and finance coach. So I just, Liz and I meet with him once every month, once every two months. We have him for a certain amount of sessions and we actually just bounce stuff off him. Like, I think that's the most important thing to do with the coach also. Um, I have a coach at the gym, at my CrossFit gym, Instinct Fitness, and Emma and Luke are amazing and all the other coaches there and they're teaching me, like, gymnastics, like, just all this stuff that I can't do and then they teach you a better way of doing it. But one that I'm very proud of and the final one I will mention is a swimming coach because I didn't let, know how to swim properly. So at the age of 29, I, I went to got a swimming coach because amazing. it's important to me that if I see a weakness, I work on it.
1: So, oh, yeah. I love that, Emily. That, that is so cool and I just think um, – yeah listen in ladies like where is the weakness that you actually want to turn into the strength or just develop yourself because you can you can do it yourself it's just going to take a lot longer it's going to cost you a lot more in time and money because you don't know what you're missing out on you can't you can't count what you you're going to miss out on Um, And it's just going to be harder. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But I think as well, you made a really good point, Emily, because depending on where you're at, you can start with free stuff, right? If someone's here and they're like, well, I've got $20 in my bank account. I'm where Emily was, you know five, 10 years ago. That's okay. As Emily said, there's enough free stuff out there. The problem is sometimes it's too much is that you just become this like, um, you know, content or information junkie. And it's just too overwhelming. You're not executing on anything. And the problem with free stuff is it's not actually free. Because you're spending your time, you have to spend your time to read it to implement it to understand it. So at some point, make that decision to go to understand it sounds good because it's free, but it's not free because your time is your most valuable thing. So you might as well get a better ROI and invest on something that can actually accelerate you because that's really what coaches are. They're just, they're an accelerator, but I love your tips there of just finding out kind of making your way through the the murkiness of so much information and overload. Um, But it starts with what area is maybe your gap? Where do you need to learn? Where do you need to accelerate? And is it going to be faster to invest in someone who has been there and can get you there? Um, Or do you want to go it alone? Because free isn't really free at the end of the day. Um, I want to talk about, for you, resilience is a big thing. Like I feel like um, your life, you understand the principle of trial and error of, you know, doing things, testing things, some are going to be losses, some are going to be wins. So talk to us about that because I know with Bear Thrills, obviously it's a new business, but I don't think that you're new to trial and error, which obviously a lot of that experience you can bring over into your business. So can you share with the ladies, just share with us, those who are going through maybe an error moment of life or feel like Mm -hmm. it's error after error after error, just any... Kind of experience or tips
2: that you have moving through that? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that it, it also so resilient is often a word that I would use to describe myself, and also many of the women or people, uh, and definitely business owners that I've met. Um, resilience, definitely over the last few years, resilient is a word. Resilience is a word that I would use to describe them. Uh, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Um, and and to be able to bounce back, it, it takes someone who's kind of been knocked down a few times to start to really bounce back over and over again. And then the, those things that have happened before that took you a little bit longer to get up, they, they're the things you're recovering from the quickest. So up until a few years ago, I never felt that I was kind of educated or prepared um, to for these mistakes for to be able to bounce back Um, because I didn't study any of the areas in which I'm in now so I didn't study business marketing or finance uh, or anything further from year 12 um, until I had my coaches Uh, so what I was taught in the school system of hard knocks um, of is what I knew basically so I, I've been in situations where it could be with work, it could be, and it's so demanding and it just, it's kind of like it builds on you and it builds on you. And then the those situations you've been in that you should be super proud of yourself from coming back from, they're the, they're the ones that should be the driving force behind all the other shit that you take on, you know. It's kind of like, did I just go through all this stuff or shit in my previous years? Just to be broken down by this one email that I never got responded to, or this one DM that I've been left on scene as a business owner, or these um, samples that cost me over a few thousand dollars that have never that would never go anywhere because they are useless and they our manufacturer at the time wasn't listening to anything that we said. So I had to basically figure it all out with trial and error, um, and that, that with that comes resilience. Um, so trial and error should be seen as a really great way of learning. Uh, We should be trialing, like without the error, you're not learning. Um, And it's my favorite because I get to do before someone stops me and says, no, you can't do that. So it's kind of like the, it's easier to ask for forgiveness and is permission. And that's where I kind of, I love to use the trial and error. You You can call it a method. Uh, and then when it comes to the error point, that's when your resilience, that's when you're, you're bouncing back from those mistakes, from that learning curve, from that error, what it is. Um, so my advice, I'd say, for the trial and error moments, um, uh, never get beaten down by those moments. They should be seen as a learning curve. And people who aren't on the same path or cloud as you may be seen as those kind of roadblocks or those people that are put there to kind of um, te- not tear you down but they're like a roadblock you could basically say so that you'll find that you will be quite often you'll make a mistake once you'll learn from it and then you won't make it again or you may make it 10 different ways mm-hmm. but the whole point is is that you're, you're there giving it your best crack and that's that's really what we should be proud of ourselves for for turning up every day and some days the knocks you're going to take them harder than the other days but um that's where the saying goes I get knocked down but I get up again and you're never going to keep me down and I think that may have been Gandhi that said that maybe no (laughs) um (laughs) but no it should yeah
1: (laughs) that's so beautifully said though
0: I started singing that song in my head me too um, so got maybe out, we Emily. should do karaoke one day. Um, Emily, and even speaking on your trial and error, clearly that would then bring you to knowing what your strengths are. And obviously you and Liz in business together and finding out like it's, it's anyone that is building a business with their partner, whoever says we do great, I commend you. Like there is so much shit that goes on that you have to keep your, your marriage or your relationship together and then you're trying to build a business so first of all congratulations because it is such a big thing to do but I want to know how did you find strength? so obviously well people didn't know this but you're creative and analytical so and if you're listening in at home it actually just means that they are polar opposite so you can do everything basically um, so can you talk to us how you work together and how you find each other's strengths and weaknesses and how you build on that
2: actually don't, don't don't worry about the weaknesses yes <laughs> uh there are no weaknesses L-D. we're that good uh, no there's definitely <laughs> weaknesses <laughs> um so Liz and I have actually so we were best friends before uh we were any anything other um I tell people it's before she prayed on me but no uh we were fully consensual um, <laughs> we were best friends and we worked together. We had worked together for over a year. Um, and then we became more than that, we became partners, but we were actually still in a, a different workplace, but we were still in a workplace together. Um, so we've already, before the business, we've worked together, we come home, we live together. We we, we worked out together. Um, we do everything together. Obviously we sleep in the same bed together. Uh, everything and anything we spend all day, every day together. And I consider myself really lucky because there's not many. Well, there are some uh, definitely um, not, um, relationships that are able to spend that much time with their partner because their partner is their absolute best friends. So it'd be like if Nick and Beck, if you guys were dating, like you know, just be hanging out with your best friend who drinks wine with you. <laughs> and uh,
1: say, don't get any ideas, okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, so we found with building a business, um, the best thing to do is work to each other's strengths. So that, that is super important to us. So a, as you mentioned before, like, I am a mix of actually both my parents, so the complete polar opposites. Um, and I didn't actually notice this until my business coach pointed it out. So I have this creative, innovative, semi-chilled outside. And then my other side's like analytical, structured, and at times quite a bit reactive. Um and then most of the time like these traits don't usually go together, like one's a bit more dominant than the other. So we all have a little bit of everything. Uh but yeah, not me. I'm a mix of both Kelly and Phil. Um <laughs> uh, so anyway, both Liz and I. We work to our strengths. So I'm product development, networking, branding. I do have a bit more time than Liz, um, so she's more so the sugar mama. So she goes to work full time. Like we both work, um, but hers is out of the house, and um, and then she'll come home. And she's definitely the more literate, the one that's like the voice of reason. I'll be like, all right, babe, I've drafted up these uh, eight emails to go out today. I just want you to read over them um, because I write exactly how I talk in my head. So there will be a few extra words in there that definitely didn't need to go into the email. Um, And then how I also like to explain our relationship, which is how I had it explained to me once, was that I'm like the kite. So the kite's flying around, doing whatever I need to do, testing this, doing that. And Liz is the person holding the kite like the anchor. So they're letting the kite do what they need to do. But I check in with her constantly. Like she is my voice of reason. And, and I, being the type of person I am, like I really need that. I really need that person to check in. Because if I were to call my mum every day or my or my dad, even my dad's the same, and I say, hey, I've got this idea. And that, they just like, like, go get it. Go get it, girl. Um, but <laughs> Liz is just like, all right, babe, let's take a step back and let's just think about this. Um, so yeah, I found that Even though, like, I'm an entrepreneur, like, I can somewhat make my own schedule Um, and Liz is, like, uh, at home only a few hours a day, like, I really have to just give her little bits and I take up the big chunks because she's outside working uh, really hard at a full-time job and then I, like, she's got uni, she's got her own blog that she's writing, like, uh, so we work to each other's strengths 100%.
0: I love that and I also what I can pick up and if you're listening in, um, what I can hear Emily is the two of you found what each other was really good at and instead of making the other person try and be good at what the other person was good at, you then found a medium so you would take care of XYZ, she would do the same thing and then if there was anything that was left over that you both weren't good at or didn't like doing, you probably just divvied them up because that's exactly what my husband and I did when we were building our first online business. And it took a while. It was a lot of trial and error, as you said. So everything you've spoken about completely mixes in with this. But the final thing was we were both – everyone is good at something. And when you can find out what you're really good at and you can find a way to monetize it or capitalize on it, that's where you're in your goodness. So I love that you both were able to find out what that was and you're obviously and clearly – you're so successful in in already doing that. One last question I do have though is you spoke before about when you worked at Harvey Norman and how you could see the tallies and you just wanted to win. So if someone told you to do 10 sales, you do 15. A lot of people, a lot of people are not wired that way. So what is it about you and how do you feel that, well, I I guess, how did you come to realize that when your back's up against the wall, the more pressure, the better for you. How do you work through that?
2: Um, yeah, so, so I've I've definitely like the job that I'm in now. It's all about um, it's all about getting the task done under an extreme amount of pressure, and and that's also what it's like being an entrepreneur. Like you could all of a sudden just have a thousand things due, um, or you could be like me and make your own deadlines, which which I do because that's how I work better. I'm just like I write out lists. This again is my different types of personality traits. I write out lists and then probably not stick to them, but the fact is I write out the lists. Um, because my brain's all like, here, 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 here. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. But the thing is, if something is needing a priority and if something needs to be done, or if I put that priority placement on that thing, I will get that done um, very quickly and, and to a high standard because I think that we put those pressures on ourselves, that kind of fight or flight, so that we do react um, you know to to how we fight or we flight you know it's mm-hmm. it's kind of putting that own type of reaction onto it um, and, and I do better under pressure like maybe it's not doing my health or my mental health any justice uh, definitely not long term I am going to get into meditation because I feel like I am in a constant state of fight or flight but um, and always making jobs for myself but that's how I operate you know but it, it is about finding that that happy medium and, and it is about making sure you put yourself first um, like I could make 100 jobs for myself right now to do with the business but what's more important is that me going out and spending the evening with my partner and just us being together and being present within the moment that is more important and, and that's something that um, that constant state of always being on you need to kind of find that off switch so that you can be present, um, within that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's a really, really good point is finding that. I don't like, I don't like the word balance. Um, but it's just, you know, what, mm-hmm. whatever you set, cause they say, whatever you set the time to be, you'll kind of get it done in that time. So if you, if you want to take a week to get something done, you're going to take a week to get it done. But, as you said, like setting some of the deadlines, like manufacturing some of your own pressure, you'll find just how capable you are as a human. You'll find that it's like, oh, it's funny, I can get more done than what I thought. And therefore have that time that you need with your loved ones. Have that time where you can switch off and be present. So I love that. Um, Emily, let's, let's talk about what's coming up for Bear Thrills. What are you excited about for the future? Um, and where to next for the
2: company? Us in. Yeah. Yes. All right, beth girls. I'm super excited about this. Uh, so we launched in March, 8th of March. So we've almost hit our three months birthday. Um, almost happy birthday. Uh, so Liz and I, currently, with so we've launched our first range, which is the Gym G. Uh, so it's a thong. It's a seamless thong, and it has been designed and tested um, by active women, but also athletes. So our underwear is athletic underwear, active underwear range. Uh, The gym underwear that no one has ever been able to find because that was was actually why the idea was born. It was born out of the necessity for workout underwear. So Liz and I were currently testing um, our second range, which is the high rise gym G. Before we move into a fuller cut, we put a lot of testing and a lot of development into our underwear So because it's the reason why we went into it because we couldn't find that comfortable underwear. So, we want to ensure that we are producing the goods. Uh, so, and then hopefully within 18 months, we'll be moving into men's. Uh, we actually have something I'm really excited about on Monday. We'll be coming out in a June edition of Women's Health magazine, uh, our first full page ad, as well as a few extra features that they've thrown in for us because they've been amazing. They've been, I never thought a big company would care so much about small business which has just been, it's been great. So we've also got on the Instagram and editorial feature, we've Got a few brand collaborations um, coming up and we hit, we went into our first retailer, which was our um, CrossFit gym here, but we're also heading into a, Pilates, a few Pilates studios. And at the moment we're just in the works with an online Australian um, retailer. Uh, so I just want to make it more accessible to people in New Zealand, because at the moment if they order it's, taking about three to four weeks with postage, which is ridiculous. Um, so just being able to walk into the gym or a Pilates studio and pick up your pair is just so much easier. Uh, we've also been in touch with some organisations that connect us to charities because that's like a, a very strong importance to Liz and I. Uh, so it will, over the next phase of our growth, we're looking at trying to give back a little bit, so uh, whether or not that's a value of money, whether or not that's a value of products or time, um, that's that's definitely where we're next kind of looking at heading. And then there's a few more exciting things happening 2020, 2023, um, but if anyone listening is actually, owns Bear Thrills, we truly appreciate the support that uh, from our community and, If there is anyone that is wanting to try out the perfect pair of workout underwear, um, yes, yes, girls, um, uh, you can check us out at www.bearthrills.com or on Instagram, TikTok also, or Facebook, uh, Bearthrills underscore underwear. And that would be truly amazing. Um, We're here to innovate within our niche, so the active underwear range and we want to become the go-to underwear range that everyone chooses. So it's a conscious choice without compromising on quality. With our recycled material, we're so happy with our material. It's just the, wait until you feel it, girls. Like, I just got buttery soft. I can't, there's no other words to explain it, but it is amazing. <laughs> without sounding biased.
1: And I know you want to be that, but I'm, I'm certain that you will be that. And I just, I know there's big things to come for Bear thrills and both you and Liz, and we are excited to follow along the journey and jump on the train. Try, I can't wait to try it myself because it is, it is one of those problems. I've got workout pants on at the moment. And look how high those zombies are. Yeah, Um So... <laughs> I just need different options. So I cannot wait to follow along your girls' journey um, and the company. And congrats on Women's Health magazine as well. That is huge. Um so you know what? If Thank you're listening you. into this, share with us tag both Women Wine and Wealth and Bear Thrills with your biggest takeaway from this. Go follow Bear Thrills. Let's all get their underwear and let's all share. Underwear and share. Let's yeah. go. Uh, So I love it. So, Emily, thank you so much for your time, uh, for chatting with us, for connecting. And there's just so much value in this. And I'm just so glad that so many ladies get to listen in and, and hear your experience and now follow along with you ladies. So thanks for being with us. Thanks, Emily. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you shared it with others. Until next time, drink the wine, have a laugh, learn the thing, do the thing, and be the woman you know you are. Make sure to stay connected and let's keep the conversations going. Cheers.